Aging can often present difficult challenges such as care-related expenses and documenting one's wishes. That is why it's important to have one's legal house in order, especially when thinking about power of attorney, health care directives, and paying for care. Hello everyone, I'm Cheryl Mujal and welcome to My Care Advisors. In this episode, getting your legal house in order, what older adults and caregivers need to know, we are joined by elder law attorney, Bill Nolan. Well, welcome, Bill. It's such a pleasure to speak with you today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Cheryl. I'm happy to be here. Let's just jump right into it. So, Bill, please share what's meant by elder law and the typical areas of practice. Absolutely. You know, Cheryl, unlike many areas of the law, elder law is not defined by what services we provide, but by the client we serve. You know, uh, there's divorce, there's adoption, there's criminal defense, there's tax, there's real estate, bankruptcy. Those are all areas of the law that are defined by the task the lawyer is expected to accomplish for the client. Elder law, on the other hand, is much broader than that. We we serve seniors regardless of whatever their need might be. It might be loss of capacity, might be how to live on a fixed income when your expenses are anything but fixed. It might be how to qualify for benefits if you're a veteran or if you need Medicaid benefits. It might simply be how to hang on to and pass your wealth to the right people at the right time. And it's interesting too that although our client is typically in his or her 80s, let's say, it's most often the 50-year-old daughter who's the one who initially sets up that meeting. Oh, Bill, thank you so much for clarifying that. And I was wondering, you started to mention about a little bit about elder law attorneys. So what do elder law attorneys provide to support older adults and caregivers? Well, we listen first, seriously. We, we let them talk. You know, we may be the first lawyer these clients have ever met with. You know, they, They've lived in the same home for 60 years, so they've never needed a real estate lawyer. They've been married to the same person for 60 years, so they've never met a divorce lawyer. They've never gotten a DUI or been in trouble with the law, so criminal defense attorneys are out. And they've certainly never filed bankruptcy. So their only experience with lawyers is what they've seen on television, and that's about as accurate as the doctor shows are. So our job is in some ways to uh, reset expectations and, and, and try to destroy stereotypes people have. And by listening and letting them talk, that's the first thing we do. Uh, we, we talk about a lot of things once they've told us their story. You know, we, we ask our clients, how do they uh, plan to pay for their care, you know, in their senior years? Because that's the largest single expense many people have to deal with. Um, how do they plan to deal with that? Are they eligible for benefits like veterans benefits or Medicaid? Uh, do they plan to live in their own home for the rest of their lives? Or do they plan to downsize and move in with the child or move into independent living? Uh, are their assets safe and who will help them manage those assets as their abilities decline? And then the biggie, what is their plan if their caregiving child should die before them? No one has ever seemed to anticipate that. Uh, are there any family dynamics we need to think about, like uh, special needs children or grandchildren, drug or alcohol issues, poor financial skills, or in second marriages, all the stepchildren and how that could impact everything? Bill, absolutely. It sounds like there's a lot to consider. 
So in thinking of that, what steps should we take to ensure our legal house is in order? That's a great question. Um, And I think the first step is make sure that your essential estate planning documents are not only in place, but are still uh, sound. You know, your power of attorney, all of the healthcare documents. And if you have a will or a trust, does it still accomplish what you want it to accomplish? Uh, Many powers of attorney we see these days have been drafted by estate planning attorneys, and they work great for estate planning, but they don't work for people who might have to face veterans benefits planning or Medicaid planning. Uh, So just because a client has a power of attorney, for example, doesn't mean it will continue to benefit them in the future. We like to talk about that. Uh, A lot of clients, you know, they're not lawyers. They see a document that says power of attorney on it, and that's all they know is, yes, I have one of those in my file. So we want to review those. Uh, and make sure, well, here's another story aside. I met with a woman who was a, a widow and, and I asked her if she had her essential estate planning documents in order. And she said, yes, I have a will. And it was drafted by one of the lawyers in a skyscraper downtown, which apparently means it's good. Um, and I asked her if I could see it and she pulled it out and I looked at it and it was a nice will. It was witnessed and notarized and the dates were all consistent, but she had failed to sign it. Now, if we hadn't looked at that will, and found that mistake, when she died, her kids would not have a will to probate. So little things like that uh, help. If a family might have to face nursing home care, and let's face it, 50% of us will, what can we do now to make that process go as smoothly as possible for our children in the future? Uh, Or if we want to apply for veterans benefits, or if a widow is a widow of a veteran, consider learning what you can do now to make that application process go as smoothly as possible down the road for your kids. Those are some great thoughts. You know, Bill, I was wondering, are there any state-specific considerations or requirements that individuals will need to consider? Uh, Well, I am only licensed in Alabama, so none of this is legal advice, uh, especially outside of Alabama. Uh, But I can say that in general, 49 of the 50 states are fairly consistent in the way they approach this process. Now, certain things like Medicaid is different in every state. So if your interest is Medicaid, find a source in your state. Uh, Don't just read some article that you found online or in a magazine and trust everything it says. Healthcare documents, too, can be very specific statewide, um, state by state. So if you happen to move from the state where your documents were drafted to another state, it almost always pays to update your healthcare documents to that state's documents, whereas a will is valid everywhere and a power of attorney is is usually valid everywhere. Mm, well, thank you for that. This definitely sounds you need to do your homework for sure. When So when you think about selecting an elder law attorney, let's say we're taking that next step, What are some of the top considerations? Well, finding someone you can work with, finding someone who's reputable, who can do the work for you uh, on your timetable is important. And uh, word of mouth is by far the best way to find that lawyer. You know, um, lots of lawyers advertise on billboards, buses, park benches, television, radio. We don't. Uh, We rely on word of mouth. And I think that's the best single indicator of a person's reputation. Financial advisors are a a great source. If you don't have friends or family who have dealt with lawyers, ask your financial advisor who she recommends. Uh, CPAs are also another profession who works very closely with 
uh, elder law and estate planning attorneys, they can give you advice. Uh, gerontologist, if you are seeing a gerontologist, their office almost always has an opinion about what lawyers they would recommend. And then the home healthcare world, you know, there are a lot of people who work in that community from, from the people who sit with seniors to people who do infusion work, people who run uh, independent living and assisted living facilities. They all have opinions about what lawyers uh, they would recommend. When you do find a lawyer, ask the lawyer about whether they offer free consultations, which we do, or, uh, uh, or not. Also ask if the work that they do is based upon a fixed fee basis or an hourly basis, because, you know, let's face it, with fixed fees, you'll know exactly what you're going to pay and no more. Ask how accessible the lawyer's office might be for people in wheelchairs or on walkers. I think that's an indication of the lawyer's dedication to his clients. And lastly, ask the lawyer whether they make house calls. Now, you may not ever need a house call, but I think knowing whether your lawyer offers those or not is a great indication as to what length the firm will go to serve their clients. Bill, I've been writing these tips down. So thank you so much for sharing them. And last but not least, I was wondering if you could provide a few helpful resources for our listeners to learn more about just how to be prepared. Uh, yeah, that's a, a great question as well. I have found that um, every state will have area agencies on aging established. They were established under the Older Americans Act years ago. And these area agencies on aging typically will fund and support senior centers throughout the state. I don't know how many senior centers here we have here in Alabama, and I'm sure every state has, has a lot of them. Those senior centers provide resources to seniors. It could be free food, free meals. Uh, meals on Wheels, as a matter of fact, is usually funded through those uh, for shut-ins. Uh, the senior centers will have speakers on a wide variety of topics, and, and they also have uh, free services or greatly reduced fee services for tax prep and estate uh, planning and, and uh, check in with your local senior center and find out what's available. Check in with the local area agency on aging and see what they offer. We have a blog on our own website, and many lawyers have blogs as well. Uh, that blog offers information on uh, Medicaid, veterans benefits, guardianships, conservatorships, probate, special needs trust, and basic estate planning. Uh, I think the answer is there's no real shortage of information out there. The, the question is, how can you find the information that applies to you in your specific state? Uh, and that's, you know, that's a little trickier because Many of the writers, uh, the lawyers who write frequently and uh, will be in California or Florida, where the population is denser and the senior population is, is greater, well, their laws are different from Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, and so on. So find someone in your state if you're looking to learn more about estate planning, probate, conservatorships, and guardianships. You know, if, if a lawyer can help you qualify for Medicaid one month earlier than you could, that lawyer has saved you $8,000. Is that an expense to you to pay that lawyer or is that an investment? Uh, that's the way I see it. Uh, if you can, if a lawyer saves you money, that's an investment in your family's future right there. Well, Bill, you, this has been so helpful. I'm sure our listeners have been taking copious notes and really thank you so much for joining us and sharing this important information because as you mentioned, it's, we just had to start and it's you know important to navigate these elder law issues and to make sure our house is in order. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate the time. It's always fun to, to talk about our area of practice. Thank you, Bill, for joining us today and sharing the importance of getting our legal house in order. Listeners, to view resources, show notes, and access more MyCare Advisors episodes, visit MyCareAdvisors.com. You can also subscribe and listen to our podcast on your favorite app. I leave you with this quote from Vincent Van Gogh. Great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Choose to be inspired to live the best life every day. Thank you for listening. We are grateful to be your guide.